Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnards on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, it's me. It is him. And uh, as you might have been able to tell from the uh, title of the episode, we're going to be taking a different approach than we have in the last few episodes. We've been talking about birthdays, and in this case, we're going to be uh, getting back to uh, a format we've explored just once before, uh, redrafting a uh, previous NBA draft based on uh, the careers each of the players had. We talked about 1987 previously, and this year we're going to be talking this this episode. We're going to be talking about 1977 NBA draft, and this year we're going to be doing it this year as well. In fact, we're going to be doing it on this day. In fact, during this specific recording, yeah, it's going to be pretty epic. It is. So, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, going to jump right into it here because this could be a, a long episode. We're going to be exploring our uh, top 14 picks if we were to redraft the uh, 1977 NBA draft. We know there weren't. 14 picks in the lottery back then, but there are now. So we, uh, we're going to be using the uh, contemporary number of uh, lottery picks to uh, uh, number the selections that we, uh, we go through in uh, redrafting this draft. So a bunch of interesting players from this one. And uh, yeah, let's uh, jump right into it. Mills, who would you take number one in the 1977 redraft. Yeah, I mean, some people might find this surprising. And um, in real life, you want number six overall. I picked Kenny Carr. Kenny Carr. Now, this guy had a pretty middling career, I would say, for uh, for someone who you would draft number one in a redraft. Yeah. So, um, Bernard King, I actually had, and um, I really just think uh, Bernard King deserves his spot. I mean, I know who you have, and I mean, I have him at my number two. But, um, I mean, Hall of Famer, four-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, 84-85 scoring champion, 77-78 all-rookie team. I mean, this guy scored 60 points in the game, and then he got got up to 32.9 points per game one year. I mean, he's just nasty. Yeah, led the league in scoring that season with uh, 32.9 points for the uh, for the Knicks. Yeah, so Bernard King, I mean, certainly a great choice. I had him uh, going number two. We can get to my number one in just a moment, but uh, – yeah, Bernard King. Let's let's talk a little bit about this guy. I mean, uh, you know, a, a New Yorker by uh, by birth. I mean, from uh, from Brooklyn. From uh, Tennessee. Went to the University of Tennessee for college. Uh, had a brother, uh, Albert King, as well, who played in the league, who actually wore number fifty five. If uh, you want to know about that, but uh, Bernard King, uh, certainly a, a big time star in his own right. Um, a tremendous scorer. I mean, like you know, you look, look at his stats. That's really what jumps out at you. Yeah, I mean, scoring. I mean, it's not personal fouls, not turnovers, not blocks, not steals, not rebounds. All right, he was pretty good rebounder. In his first season in the league, he had 9.5 rebounds and 24.2 points per game. I mean, that's pretty good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, had uh, uh, had a devastating injury in the midst of his career, I mean, which uh, I think is, is part of the story of his career. Missed two full seasons at uh, age 29 and age 35 with injuries. But uh, that age 29 season, I mean, that was coming off that season where he led the league in scoring with almost 33 points per game. So really rough uh, uh, injury to his right leg. Uh, apparently uh, trying to block a, a dunk attempt by uh, Reggie Theus, who we've covered previously on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it really set him back for an extended period of time. And you can see he not only uh, didn't play that whole 85-86 season, but, in fact, only played in six games in the 86-87 season. So, uh, And when he came back, you know, certainly a diminished player relative to what he'd been at his, uh, at his I mean, peak. still very good. Still very good, absolutely. I mean, averaging, you know, he, he played another uh, five seasons uh, after that uh, before taking another season off due to injury, after which he didn't really return uh, for, for too much. He played just 32 games the final season of his career. But uh, averaging up over 20 points per game in uh, four out of those five seasons, uh, one of them pretty abbreviated, but 
um, uh, those seasons with the bullet to the end of his career. Uh, yeah, I mean, still a very productive player. In fact, averaging tw- over 28 points per game at age 34, at an all-star in 1991. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, very, very impressive stuff from Bernard King. And certainly his uh, his career uh, position on, on leaderboards reflects uh, his, his place in the game. I mean, 26 all-time in usage percentage, uh, 32nd all-time in points per game, uh, 53rd in, in just raw points. 52nd so. in turnovers. Uh, 39th in, in, in turnovers, actually. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, really, I mean, a career that had a, a lot of volume in it despite having missed a couple of seasons. 874 career uh, regular season games for uh, Bernard King. Yeah. All right, so it's a great choice at, uh, at, at number one. I had Bernard King number two. Let's get to uh, my number one, Jack Sigma. Yeah, so um, he, um, he was um, – like, I feel like a lot of people say he was the first of his kind, like a big man who could really shoot it. Um, I mean, Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Star, 90, 76, 79 NBA champ. With the uh, Sonics. 81, 82, all-defense, and um, 77, 78, all-rookie. But this guy, this guy was really nice. Played a ton, over a 1,000 games, regular season games, and um, was a very good shooter, too. Yeah, over 1,100 uh, regular season games, in fact. I mean, uh, starting uh, over 730 of those and uh, playing major minutes throughout his career. I mean, really, I mean, at his lowest, I mean, he was playing 25 minutes a game. So a guy who was getting serious run throughout his career. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, all-star seven consecutive seasons uh, from his second season uh, on. And uh, just, I mean, like you said, I mean, the first of his kind in in, in some respects, right? I mean, as as a shooter, I know you're watching some highlights of uh, Jack Sigma. What what stood out to you in terms of how his game looked? He was just a good shooter. I mean, he could also really rebound it. And, um, yeah, he could really shoot it. Yeah, and you can see, I mean, in his uh, three-point percentage and attempts as uh, his career went on into getting into the late 80s and uh, the beginning of the 90s, you know, right down the end of his career in his uh, mid-30s. Uh, definitely started uh, stretching his game out beyond the three-point line and shooting a pretty nice percentage from back there, too. I mean, you know, 38%, 34%, 34% when he was getting up over one a game uh, down the end of his career. So clearly a nice touch from uh, Jack Sigma, and you can see it in his highlights from earlier in his career, too. I mean, yeah. I had a really, really nice touch. I know this is, you know, one pick. I have I had him at number two, so... Um... I mean, not much difference there. You want to move on to our number three picks? Well, it's just mentioned. I mean, where Jack Sigma sits uh, on some of the some of the all time leaderboards. I mean, you know, a, a historically significant player. I mean, you know, a seventeenth all time in defensive rebounds, thirty uh, first in defensive win shares, thirty third in, in total rebounds, and I mean, you know, uh, top hundred positions in many other statistical categories. So, a, a major career from uh, Jack Sigma. Also had a, a son, has a son, excuse me, uh, Luke Sigma, who played uh, briefly in the league. Uh, not not terribly notable, but uh, you know, cool uh, noticing those uh, family bloodlines. He actually didn't play any games. <laughs> okay, fair enough. He got me on that one, but uh, he's at least listed. He has a basketball reference page. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right, so yeah, can't, can't deny that. All right, so uh, yeah, let's uh, let's keep moving here. We're only two know- picks in. Let's go to uh, number three, Mills. Who do you have at number three? I know we both had this guy here. Um, I had Marquis, Marcus Johnson. Yeah, and we've talked about this guy a couple of times before on uh, UCLA episodes. A uh, guy went to UCLA. Uh, yeah, tell us a little about, about Marcus Johnson. For maybe people who are coming in uh, late, haven't listened to our previous episodes, obviously go back and listen to our UCLA episode. Me too. Yeah. Um, he's a five-time All-Star, um, 
three-time All-NBA, 77-78 All-Rookie, and uh, I mean, was a great scorer, averaging 20.1 points per game for his career, and played a bunch, I guess, 691 regular season games, dealt with injury, and wasn't able to play full career, probably, but um, great scorer, and um, yeah. Yeah, as I think we mentioned before, I mean, uh, you know, got off to a terrific uh, start. Really, his his whole twenties. I mean, he was a terrific uh, player, great contributor in the league. Uh, started, you know, the vast majority of his games uh, during that period. But really, uh, from age thirty on, I mean, really only played. I mean, twenty games from his age thirty season on. I mean, retired at age uh, thirty three after dealing with a bunch of uh, neck injuries. But uh, as I saw recently on Twitter, I mean, guy can still dunk even now. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I saw that recently. Uh, 65 years old uh, just recently. I think he dunked on his 65th birthday. So if you check out uh, uh, Marcus Johnson's uh, Twitter account, uh, Old School uh, 888, uh, you can maybe uh, check out that video if you're uh, if you're interested. But Marcus Johnson, a guy who achieved some some really high highs in his uh, in his career. I mean, this guy was first team All NBA one year. That's pretty good. First team. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that, that's that's pretty legit. Averaged uh, 20 points per game. I don't know if you mentioned that uh, before for his uh, for his entire career. So. Really, really impressive work. As as I mentioned, uh, you know, we covered Marcus Johnson in, in some more detail on uh, on the UCLA episode, so no need to go into too much detail now. But uh, third pick overall in the actual 1977 NBA draft out of UCLA, and uh, our third pick as well. Also, uh, got to mention classic nickname, MJ. Yeah, so um, probably where Jordan got from. We mentioned that in the um, UCLA episode, so you got to go check that out. Absolutely. Some jokes are so good that you, uh, you just got to come back to them every time. So uh, that's the case with uh, our Marcus Johnson line. But, uh, yeah, okay, so let, let, let's move on. we got a lot of players to get to here. Who would you have at number four, Mills? Yeah, we actually um, did not have the same guy here. I had Walter Davis. Yes. You're talking about Greyhound, the man with the velvet touch. Yep, and uh, I know you had him at number five. I mean, it's fine, I guess. He was a six-time All-Star, 77-78 Rookie of the Year, 77-78 um, All-Rookie, two-time All-NBA. Yeah. And, um, I mean, what's a great score. You can see in that rookie year, he averaged 24.2 points per game, 3.4 assists per game, and six rebounds a game. And of this class, he was the rookie of the year with that oh, yeah. season. Yeah, in, in uh, 1977, 1978. So absolutely. I mean, got off to a, to a really terrific start, uh, attended uh, UNC. So, uh, you know, came from a big-time college program, drafted number five overall in the uh, 77 draft. So, I mean, you know, guy who lived up to his draft position, I would say. Yeah, and um, – I mean, six-time All-Star. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, so um, he, uh, he um, has uh, been uh, – so, yeah, I mean, obviously, after one season, they thought that um, he was the best of this class. Absolutely. And he really did uh, hold up over the course of his career. I mean, over a thousand games in the regular season, uh, almost 19 points per game during all that time. And, uh, you know, a good shooter, certainly. I mean, you know, a guy who came along before the uh, I mean, like like all these guys in, in this class came along before the uh, three point shot was really a huge part of the game. I haven't really watched any of them. Yeah, I mean, he's he had had a really sweet touch. I mean, and you can tell from uh, his nickname, uh, basketball reference, of course, uh, provides a couple of nicknames there. Man with the velvet touch being one of them. Uh, sweet D, Candy Man, because this guy was sweet. Yeah, and um, Greyhound and Walt. Yep, Walt, a classic Walter uh, nickname. Uh, should be mentioned, his uh, nephew, uh, Hubert Davis, uh, also a guy who attended North Carolina and, uh, and, and someone who uh, also had a uh, very sweet stroke. Yeah, um... 
actually was solid. I mean, averaging 8.2.3 in first career. Hubert Davis, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I remember his uh, his career well. I mean, he broke in with the Knicks uh, back in the early 90s. Uh, no need to uh, make this a Hubert Davis uh, episode, but uh, Hubert Davis shot 44% from three in his career. So guy could really stroke it. Yeah. So um, you want to move on to our next pick? Or I, yeah. you, I know you had a number four pick too. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to mention also, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Walt, Walter Davis, I mean, not a guy I was really that familiar with uh, prior to this episode, to be honest. I mean, a little before my time, played most of his career with the uh, with the Suns uh, and then, you know, some of his career down the end with the uh, with the Nuggets as well. But um, and Blazers. yeah, I mean, a guy who, who has a home on, uh, on on a whole bunch of the uh, the NBA top 100 leaderboards as well. I mean, you know, had a historically significant career for sure. I mean, you know, a guy who plays over a thousand games and uh, puts out numbers like that. He's going to find himself in some good spots on the uh, on the all-time list. I mean, 32, 32nd uh, all-time in usage. And uh, 98th in points per game. Yeah, I mean, look, if you get on the top 100 in uh, points per game in the NBA, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, it is. And uh, you know, 56th in raw points for his career. So very impressive career from uh, Walter Davis, and I'm glad, uh, glad we're getting a chance to talk about him here on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll get around to that North Carolina episode uh, Sunday. Uh, we'll, we'll, t- we'll take care of that. But in the meantime uh, – little chat on uh, on Walter Davis here. All right, so let's get to uh, my number four, and that was Cedric Maxwell, a very popular guy around uh, around here where we're recording this, uh, not too far from Boston, guy who had a very significant career with the Celtics. Yeah, so um, I had this guy at number six, and um, good player. I mean, amazing um, field goal percentage there. I mean, led the league twice in his field goal percentage and two-point field goal percentage. I mean, didn't take any threes, so I mean, I mean, not really surprising. Uh, a two-time NBA champ and a um, Finals MVP. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, won, won a couple of titles with the Celtics, including a Finals MVP, as you mentioned, has gone on to a uh, career in and uh, with and around the Celtics uh, since. Has been uh, uh, on the radio calling uh, Celtics games as a color man for uh, for a whole bunch of years. So still very much a presence uh, around Boston. Uh, the owner of uh, some very cool nicknames, uh, Cornbread, the Rubber Band Man. Uh, you got to like those. And Max and Ced. Yeah, I mean, I guess those are classic uh, Cedric and Maxwell uh, names, uh, nicknames. But, uh, yeah, a guy, guy who had a big-time career. I mean, got up to uh, scoring as many as uh, 19 points per game during his uh, his best years uh, back when he was uh, 23, back in 70, uh, 78, 79. But, um yeah, a, a significant player. I mean, a guy who started a lot on those uh, on the Celtics teams. In fact, uh, almost all of his games were uh, were starts during that time. And his field goal percentage is uh, really notable in those early years, in particular. I mean, sixty percent, as you mentioned. I mean, and leading the league twice in uh, field goal percentage. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's really nice. I mean, shooting a bunch of shots, probably too. I mean, taking like in that in that year that he um had sixty percent. I mean, he was taking nine point four shots per game. Yeah, pretty good stuff. And I mean, his number retired by the Celtics, uh, thirty-one. Wow. His number retired by his college team, the uh, the University of uh, North Carolina Charlotte Forty ers as well. So uh, a lot of accolades thrown uh, thrown Cedric Maxwell's way over the years. I think there are other ways you could have gone here. I mean, I certainly could have seen to, a fit to put Walter Davis above Cedric Maxwell, but certainly a great choice. Yeah. A guy you'd be happy to get with the uh, fourth or fifth pick in an NBA draft. Yeah, I mean. Just like maybe a quick rundown of like our top five here, or sure. Actually, we only had talked over our top four. Um, yeah, so let's go with the top five, and we can give it a quick rundown. So uh, sounds good. That's great. So uh, all right, so we we now have uh, Cedric Maxwell in place, as well as Walter Davis. I think Meals were up to your five. 
Yeah, I know you had five, Walter Davis. So, at five, I had Otis Birdsong. I know you had him at six, but, uh, yeah. I did. We talked about Otis Birdsong uh, before. He went to the University of Houston. Unfortunately for them, uh, they just uh, fell in the uh, NCAA tournament last night, trying to get back to uh, back to a final. But, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the man known as Bird. Yeah, I mean, pretty good NBA career. I mean, putting up 18 points per game for his career and um, – Three rebounds, 3.2 assists. So, I mean, not bad. I mean, playing 696 regular season games. So, I mean, you really can't deny what he did in his career. I mean, very good player. Yeah, definitely a good player. I mean, uh, no, no question about it. I mean, uh, yeah, with those uh, Kansas City Kings and, uh, and the Nets later in his career, uh, Celtics just to wrap it up. Not uh, not the longest career. I mean, 696 games. Certainly there are some guys who played a lot longer in this draft class. But I uh, had a major impact. I mean, a four-time All-Star. That's okay. uh, that's pretty darn good. And uh, and made uh, made an All-NBA team as well. I mean, second team, but uh, still pretty darn impressive. Uh, number two pick in the actual 1977 NBA draft. And, uh, yeah, had, had a terrific career as a, a 6'3", uh, 190 uh, shooting guard. Yeah. A guy who could certainly make uh, make his fair share of shots, shot over fifty percent from the floor. Uh, this is really like pre three pointers, as we were saying. It's as still we've been saying. good. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, that's that's uh, getting consistent shots and uh, point guard. good locations. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, not, not a guy who is uh, responsible for uh, setting up a ton of teammates, as, as evidenced by his assist numbers, but uh, you know, certainly a, a, a you know a primary uh, scoring guard for uh, for his teams over the years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a 6-3. Yeah, 6-3, and, and listed as a, as a shooting guard primarily. So, I mean, his role primarily to uh, to score um, and, uh, and facilitate the offense and, and keep things moving. So, uh, we'll, we'll do that right now as well and keep it moving to uh, my number six pick. Well, yeah, let's just quick run down our own top five picks. All oh, right, so let's do that now. So, I have number one, Bernard King, number two, Jack Sigma, number three, Marcus Johnson, number four, Walter Davis, number five, Otis Birdsong. Yeah, and I had uh, number one, Jack Sigma, number two, Bernard King, number three, Marcus Johnson, number four, Cedric Maxwell, and number five, Walter Davis. And we'll take a uh, real quick break here, and we'll be back with the uh, remainder of our lottery picks from the uh, 1977 redraft. And we're back to uh, continue our uh, redraft of the uh, 1977 NBA draft. Uh, Mills, who'd you have at number six? Yeah, I had um, Cedric Maxwell. Yes, I had Cedric Maxwell in my uh, top four. So uh, we discussed him already. And uh, my number six is Otis Birdsong, and we just discussed him as well. So let's move on to our number seven. Mills, who'd you have at number seven? Eddie Johnson. I know we've talked about him on our Auburn episode Um um, two-time All-Star, two-time All-Defensive, and, um, I mean, really had a solid career. I mean, fast Eddie, I'm pretty sure, and, um, I mean, good player. I mean, averaging 15.1 points per game for his career, and um, just good player, I think. And um, I don't know why I put him here. I just feel like. Yeah, I feel like he could go in the spot pretty good to show beating the ball as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely had a, had a significant career. I mean, you know, you look at those point totals uh, throughout his career, I mean, averaging, you know, in the teens uh, for many of the seasons of his career, and his assist totals as well, pretty impressive. I mean, up over five on a number of occasions and getting up as high as uh, 7.8 during his uh, best season in 84-85 uh, uh, with, uh, with the Hawks. 
and I really began his career with, with the Hawks and was with them for the vast majority of his career, only playing a total of uh, 56 games elsewhere in, uh, in Cleveland and Seattle. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what's to be said about, uh, about Eddie Johnson? I mean, I, reading more about him, I mean, a guy who dealt with a lot of um, uh, substance abuse problems, drug problems, and, uh, and, and was involved in, uh, in criminal activity that uh, uh, ended up shortening his, uh, his life. I mean, it, it passed away in, uh, in October of last year at, at age 65. So a uh, guy who definitely had, uh, had, had his demons that he was dealing with throughout his uh, career. But, you know, if you're looking back on his, uh, on his play, his, his performance, uh, he made some real contributions. Uh, one of eight all-stars from this, uh, this 77 draft class and actually made it two times and a member of uh, the all defensive team two times as well. So um, definitely ha had a major impact if, uh, if not uh, an incredibly long one played only 675 regular season games, which I mean, of course is a lot, but when we're looking at this, uh, this group of players, there are quite a few who have played more and uh, certainly his, uh, his off the court issues, uh, you know, bled into his uh, ability to stay on it, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, a, a guy who, uh, you know, can make some sense at, at uh, pick seven, I think, uh, I went a different direction. We can transition into that uh, now, unless you have more on, on Eddie Johnson. Uh, I had, uh, with my seventh pick, Norm Nixon. Yeah, I mean, I had this guy at 10, and um, he was pretty good as well. I mean, didn't play as much as some of these guys. Actually, played a solid amount. Um, averaging 15.7 points per game for his career, and um, was another solid player. I mean, was a good distributor, again, better probably than Eddie Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, what really stood out to me looking at uh, Norm Nixon's uh, stats, I mean, I had heard of Norm Nixon being a part of uh, some successful Lakers teams in the late 70s and early 80s. Look at his, uh, his, his minute totals. I mean, this guy averaged uh, 35 and a half minutes per game for his career, but that even undersells what he was doing with the Lakers during his prime, where, I mean, at his most, I mean, he averaged over 39 minutes. Per game in uh, in the 79-80 season at age 24 and uh, really put up big numbers. I mean, his assist numbers also really jump off the page at you. I mean, only played 768 regular season games in his career, but averaged 8.3 assists. That's pretty good. I mean, an averaging 15.7 points and, I mean, just like was a very good all-around player. Absolutely. I mean, had some injury issues, which, uh, you know, curtailed his career. I mean, we, we certainly see that a lot, especially when we're looking at these older guys. But, I mean, it happens to guys now, too. Missed two full seasons in uh, 86, 87, and 87, 88 with uh, knee and Achilles injuries. But, uh, yeah, worth, worth noting. I mean, this guy, uh, 11th all-time in assists per game with, with 8.3 and 30th all-time in assists, just raw assists, despite not playing, I mean, nearly as many games as some of the other guys on the leaderboard. So, Pretty impressive stuff out of uh, Norm Nixon, who uh, was drafted 22nd overall in this in the uh, 77 draft out of Duquesne. Yeah, I mean, Duquesne, uh, not a huge school. Not a huge school, but uh, yeah, it turned out Norm Nixon. I got to say, looking at his uh, basketball reference uh, picture, I always think this guy looks like Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I mean, a two-time All-Star, two-time NBA champion, 77-78 all-rookie. Yeah, very impressive stuff out of Norm Nixon. I, I honestly didn't realize he was that impactful statistically. Yeah, so you want to move on to our eight pick? Yeah, let's do that. So who do you have at uh, pick number eight? We have the same guy here. I had Ray Williams. All right, let's talk about uh, Boom Boom. Yeah, Boom Boom, the Big Apple turnover, Buttersworth, and Crazy Eddie. So um, he, uh, yeah, he is, um, he's, a, he's a person to play in the league. I mean, 
got up to 20.9 points per game, averaging 15.5 points per game for his career and 5.8 assists. So, I mean, 3.6 rebounds, 1.8 steals. So, um, it was pretty good. Yeah, definitely. A New York guy as well. I mean, born in, uh, in Mount Vernon, New York, uh, a town that has turned out uh, the likes of Ben Gordon and I'm sure other uh, NBA players as well, just north of uh, New York City. And um, yeah, played a, uh, I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, I, I think, you know, he's, he's more than a uh, just play in the league guy. I mean, 655 regular season games, averaging 15 and a half points. That's doing some work. I mean, and one of the things that stood out to me in uh, learning about Ray Williams, because I, I really did not know much about Ray Williams previously, is on those uh, Knicks teams in the late 70s and then bounced around the league some, a couple different spots after that. Um, his assist uh, his assist totals, but also his uh, his turnover totals. I mean, really, a lot of turnovers. I mean, you can see uh, in his nickname on the Basketball Reference page, of course, the Big Apple turnover. Uh, that's Big Apple, New York, and turnover. Well, Talking about turnovers. Uh, yeah. This guy uh, turned the ball over quite a bit. I mean, you don't often see uh, turnover numbers that are uh, up over four. And uh, he had one season with the uh, with the Kings in 82-83 where he averaged 4.7 turnovers per game. That's a lot. Yeah. So you want to move on to our nine picks? Uh, okay. I guess we're, uh, we're, we're screaming through the uh, the episode at this point. I guess we got to uh, make sure that we, uh, we, we get to everybody here. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Ray Williams no longer with us, passed, having passed away. At uh, age 58 in uh, 2013. Brother is Gus Williams. Brother is uh, Gus Williams, who uh, was involved uh, with the league as well, played uh, quite a bit. Uh, the it's Wizard in, uh, yeah, in the uh, same kind of time, uh, mid 70s to uh, mid 80s. So, yeah, I, my number nine in the ninth pick in the 20, uh, uh, 1977 <laughs> NBA draft, the. Uh, Washington Bullets or some, I don't know. <laughs> I have Greg Ballard. Uh, Greg Ballard, yeah, that pick would have belonged to the, uh, to the Nuggets in the, uh, in the actual draft. They had the ninth pick. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about Greg Ballard. Not, not a guy I knew too much about. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, actually what, had some pretty nice points, totals, and, um, nice set, assists and rebounds. Yeah, a guy who could really play. I mean, went uh, went to Oregon, was drafted uh, number four overall, uh, six seven, a uh, two hundred fifteen pound uh, small forward. Um, yeah, had a bunch of uh, successful years in the league. I mean, a starter for uh, for a lot of his career, uh, the, the majority of his career, got in eight hundred and two regular season games in the league, and uh, really got up to uh, some some pretty decent uh, pretty decent heights. I mean, had a season with the Bullets where he averaged uh, eighteen point eight points per game, eight rebounds, and uh, three point two assists with. Uh, uh, 1.7 steals. I mean, that's those are pretty solid numbers. Yeah, I mean, putting up numbers in the league is um, pretty good. It's hard to do. It, it really is. And, uh, Billiards. Greg Ballard uh, managed to uh, pull it off. He, re- he really did. Unfortunately, he also uh, passed away uh, an untimely age of uh, 61 in uh, November of 2016, uh, sadly. Yeah. Was born in 1955, though. I mean, respect for that. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll say that. But uh, he was, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I contributed in the league for, for quite some time. And I think someone, you know, it, looking back on it, you'd, you'd be happy to get with uh, with pick number nine in uh, in the NBA draft. Actually went fourth overall uh, to the Bullets in the uh, 77 draft. I had him at, at number nine as well. Let's uh, talk number 10. Mills, who do you have? I, one more last thing to mention about him. Um, all, all the numbers that he wore in his career add up to 93. 
Good to know. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get to number ten. I realize you mentioned that you have uh, Norm Nixon at uh, yeah, at number ten. So uh, let's get to my number ten pick. My man, Brad Davis. Yeah, I just want to mention that um, you had a. Uh, uh, Greg Ballard at um, number nine. Yes, that, that, that's that's correct. So let's talk about Brad Davis. Now I know this guy. Uh, he didn't make your squad, but uh, I mean, I guess we're getting down to the point where uh, you know you can go either way on some of these guys. Yeah, I just don't think I just didn't see that much out of him. I mean, not that good of a score. Really sweet mustache. Yeah, I mean, I know you like him for how good he was at shooting, but I mean, I want you to let you take it away on him. I mean, I really don't see it in him okay sure yeah i mean uh well first of all you got to look at his upper lip i mean that that's key because his mustache was primo okay all right so moving on from that uh, i mean i wouldn't have taken him only 10th in the draft uh i wouldn't have taken the 10th in the draft for only that but uh yeah i mean to me he really stands out in terms of his position on on some of the all-time uh, leaderboards which was unexpected uh from my perspective just a a, a, a terrific scorer from a from an efficiency standpoint i mean 45th all-time in uh, true shooting percentage and uh, 26th all-time in offensive rating. I mean, you know, a guy played uh, 23.2 minutes per game on average for his career, 961 career games. But the arc of his career, really, really a fascinating one. Um, began his career with the uh, with the Lakers, played some with the uh, with the Pacers and the Jazz, and then made his way to the Mavericks, where he would play for 883 games. 12 seasons worth with the uh, with the Mavericks uh, playing some of those seasons in, in every single game, starting a whole bunch of games for them, uh, 396 in total. And uh, as I mentioned, just scoring really efficiently. I mean, a guy who shot 51% from the floor for his career uh, and uh, almost 83% from the line. So, I mean, uh, just a really efficient scorer, not a guy who put up a ton of shots per game. I mean, just 6.1 uh, field goals attempted per game for his career. But um, – yeah, can't really argue with how efficient he was when he uh, when he did put it up and, and how, how much he helped his uh, his teams to, uh, to win. Yeah, I guess. I mean, his Hall of Fame probability is 0.0. Well, I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, you know, I, I agree. He didn't do enough to uh, to make the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, he has not, you know, he's a 10th pick in this draft. I mean, he doesn't have to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Well, um, let's move on to 11, I guess. Yeah, so you, you still, I mean, I'm not, I'm not selling you on, on Brad Davis at all? Nope. Okay. All right. So let's move on to pick uh, pick eleven. Mills. I mean, he's good. I'm not saying like he's bad. Yeah. I mean, he had a good career for sure. I mean, I, I think there are plenty of drafts where you know if you stacked up the top ten players, you'd be happy to get someone who can contribute, uh, you know, consistently. I mean, it's not like he's you know not like you're you're drafting him to be the uh, the star of the team. Yeah. You're drafting him to be a complimentary player and like you know do a good job doing what he's asked to do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. All right. So let, let, let let's keep moving here. Mills, who do you have at number 11? I have James Edwards. Now, this guy played for a long time in the league. Yeah, I mean, James Edwards, a big man, and um, played a very long time. I mean, just, uh, I mean, 12.7 points per game for his career, 5.1 rebounds, 1.3 assists. And, um, yeah, I mean, Played 1,168 regular season games and started 467 of them. And he just played for a very long time. And I think he he was very nice. Or, I mean, I don't know how nice he was. He was, But he played for a really long time and put up some nice stats. Absolutely. A part of, uh, part of some championship teams as well. 
you know, three-time NBA champ, three-time NBA champ, including a couple of those with uh, with the Pistons. Um, yeah, big-time player. I mean, you know, a guy who uh, who hung around for a long time. I mean, seventy-one. Uh, excuse me, seven foot one uh, is listed height out of the uh, University of Washington, taken uh, in the third round of this uh, seventy-seven draft, forty-sixth overall. And a guy who really liked wearing number 53, it seems. Yeah, or 40 or 42. Yeah, I remember him more as a 53, where I think uh, by the time he got into the second half of his career, he was uh, pretty heavy on the 53s. Also had a uh, pretty distinctive mustache, as I recall. Yeah, I mean, um, probably better than Rod Davis. Well, let's not get ridiculous, but uh, it's certainly a, a more extensive career than uh, than most of these guys for, uh, for James Edwards. It's interesting, the guys who played the uh, most games out of this draft class and we'll get to the other one uh, shortly, uh, both big men. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, a, a guy you'd be happy to get, uh, you know, at, at this kind of spot in the uh, in the draft. I had him in my uh, top 14 as well. Uh, I think, um, you know, at 24.3 minutes on average uh, across his career uh, per game. And, uh, you know, so, you know, a bench player for uh, the majority of his career, but a guy who started plenty of games as well. I had him at, at number 14, the last pick in my lottery. Yes, so um, you want to give me your 11? I know I had him at 13. Yeah, I do want to mention, because I know you're a big fan of this, uh, James Edwards, 14th all-time in personal fouls. Good for him. I, I knew you'd appreciate that. I mean, 3.5 personal fouls per game for his career across a lot of Who's games. number one? You're really going to rack up the personal fouls. Number one, I think, is Kareem. Uh, and number one in personal fouls, but I could be mistaken about that. Uh, pretty sure that's correct. I, I was listening to our UCLA episode, highly recommended, uh, recently, and he actually is uh, number one all time in uh, personal fouls. Yeah, um, not great. I mean, yeah. All right, so let's, let's keep it moving here. We're uh, we, we've, we've taken quite a bit of time already. Who do you have at number twelve, Mills? Even some, you're number eleven. Oh man. Okay, we're, we're going off the rails a little bit here. Ricky Green was my choice at uh, number 11. Let's talk a little bit about him. I know you had him on your list as well. Yeah, 13 for me, and um, fastest of them all. Yeah, really cool nickname. I mean, uh, uh, kudos uh, Basketball Reference for hooking us up with that. Guy was uh, was an all-star one season, uh, pretty impressive uh, with the Jazz in 83-84. Uh, uh, guy who, I mean, stole a lot of steals. I mean, some, some really impressive steal totals in his career. Uh, and between that and his nickname and uh, some of these assist totals, I mean, really – Pretty solid choice for uh, getting a number 11 in a draft, I would say. Yeah, I mean, 9.4 points per game, but, uh, I mean, 1.4 steals per game. So, I mean, this guy was nice, 5.5 assists. I mean, he could um, he could really play. And 946 regular season games, too. So, I mean, like an extensive career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, what, what can you say? I mean, this guy uh, 60, taken 16th overall in the uh, 77 draft by the uh, by the Warriors and uh, bounced around a fair amount in his career. Probably had the best years of his career with the uh, with the Jazz and the most years of his career with the Jazz, certainly. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, certainly a, a guy you'd be happy to get in this league in the draft, no question. I mean, 45th all-time in steal percentage, uh, 71st all-time in raw steals, 59th all-time in uh, raw assists. So a uh, guy made a real, uh, real contribution. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. So, uh, where'd you have him? Um, I had him at 13, and um, he also played in the CBA. Yeah, worth noting. I mean, sometimes, you know, we're looking at players who uh, were uh, involved in the league around this time. Sometimes you do see uh, some, some CBA appearances. Uh, his uh, Wikipedia page, uh, shout out Wikipedia, uh, informs us as well that he uh, 
is responsible for scoring the uh, five millionth point in NBA history back in uh, 1988 as a member of the Jazz. Good for him. Yeah, pretty cool. He hit a three pointer at the, uh, the the buzzer, which uh, I, know, I know you'd appreciate to uh, accomplish. That to feat. win? No, to accomplish that feat in, in the third quarter. Oh, still pretty cool. Exactly. All right, so let's uh, let's let's keep it rolling here. Mills, who do you have at twelve? I had Tree Rollins. I mean, this guy just played a very long time. I mean, I mean, not an amazing player. Actually, got up to four point three blocks. I mean, five point four assists. I mean, five point four points per game for his career. Two point two blocks. Five point eight rebounds and point six assists. Point four steals. But um, I mean. He just played for a super long time. Um, one thousand one hundred and fifty-six games. Big time, yeah. I mean, and I started uh, less than half of those, uh, just twenty point eight uh, minutes per game across that entire career. But uh, as you mentioned, a really long career. Not a guy who uh, is going to blow you away with the stats, uh, averaging just five point four points per game for his career and uh, five point eight rebounds per game. But uh, 2.2 blocks and certainly was a big man. I mean, averaged as many as 4.3 blocks per game in uh, the 82-83 season with the Hawks. That's going to jump off the page at you. Yeah, for sure. And another 3.6 blocks per game season, so it could really block some shots. Uh, taking 14th overall block in the uh, 77 draft. Absolutely, yeah. Block champion uh, that year where he had 4.3. I mean, like how many years are you going to get 4.3 blocks per game and not win the uh, block title? That's that's a lot of blocks. Yeah, I mean, two-time all-defensive. Two-time All-Defensive team as well. Yeah, I mean, a guy really really had an impact. I mean, you, you don't see it so much in the scoring, but I was first-team All-Defense one year. So, I mean, really uh, played well and, and uh, really cool nickname, too. I mean, you know, Tree is one of those names like Doc Rivers kind of became his uh, his real name. I mean, it's what you would see in, in the place of uh, his given name, Wayne. I don't know if he ever went, with that, went by that in the uh, in the NBA, but uh, Tree is a pretty awesome name, I think, for a uh, tall guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, you want to... Well, let's just mention, I mean, in terms of uh, Tree Rollins, his, his place on some of the all-time leaderboards, because he's way up there in some of these stats. I mean, especially blocks. I mean, 10th all-time in blocks, 7th all-time in block percentage, wow. 21 all, 21st all-time in blocks per game. So, and 62nd all-time in games. I mean, uh, the, pretty impressive stuff out of these. 7th uh, block of, percentage. Yeah, as, as I just said. I mean, 7th in block percentage. So, uh, major impact on the defensive end and, uh, you know, defending the basket. Yeah. In particular, so uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was your choice at, at twelve. My choice at twelve was Eddie Johnson, who you already covered as well. Who do you have at thirteen? I had Ricky Green. All right, I had uh, Tree Rollins at thirteen. So let's get to uh, your man at number fourteen and my man, Robert Reed. Robert Reed. Let's talk uh, Robert Reed. Yeah, I mean, it's Robert Reed. I mean, set out that eighty-two, eighty-three seasons for religious reasons, and um, I mean. Good for him. I mean, probably had some good religious reasons for sitting out of that season. And um, actually averaged 11.4 points per game. So actually had a career. Oh, yeah. Had a big-time career. I mean, 919 regular season games in his career, 284 starts, averaging over 27 minutes per game during that time. That's even with the year that he sat out where he was retired for religious reasons at age 27. Uh, they didn't even affect those numbers. I mean, yeah, sure, he would have had more, but, I mean – he set out the season. He had religious reasons for doing so. Yeah, I mean, during the prime of his career as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently uh, this this occurred after the uh, the Rockets, of, of course, uh, of whom he was a member during the uh, early part of his career and most of his career, uh, traded Moses Malone. He wasn't happy about it, sat out the season, came back the next year. 
Weird. Um, After they drafted uh, Ralph Sampson. So, uh, you know, Robert Reed knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, Big time mustache. Guy uh, out of St. Mary's. One of the only two players who ever uh, attended St. Mary's. Yeah, who's the other uh, Drafted uh, number 40 overall in this uh, 77 draft. So out uh, outpaced his draft position, I would say. You're talking about Henry James, who uh, played in the league from uh, 91 to 98? Yeah, I think um, Robert Reed played uh, a bit better. Yeah, I had him beat for sure. Uh, Robert Reed uh, sadly did not make my uh, my top 14 here. It was a painful omission, to be sure. I had James Edwards in here at this uh, at this position. But, um, yeah, glad we had a chance to uh, talk a little bit about Robert Reed here. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's take another quick break, and we'll be back to uh, run down our, uh, our our top four teams again. And mention anyone else who uh, slipped through the cracks. And we're back to uh, wrap up this episode uh, where we've been running down the uh, our, our redraft of the nineteen seventy seven NBA draft. Let's uh, take stock here, Mills. Who do you have uh, picks one through fourteen in this uh, redraft? Number one, Bernard King. Number two, Jack Sixma. Number three, Marcus Johnson. Number four, Walter Davis. Number five, Otis Birdsong. Number six, Cedric Maxwell. Number seven, Eddie Johnson. Number eight, Ray Williams. Number nine, Greg Ballard. Number 10, Norm Nixon. Number 11, James Edwards. Number 12, Trey Rollins. Number 13, Ricky Green. Number 14, Robert Reed. Then I had uh, number one, Jack Sigma. Number two, Bernard King. Number three, Marcus Johnson. Number four, Cedric Maxwell. Number five, Walter Davis. Number six, Otis Birdsong. Number seven, Norm Nixon. Number eight, Ray Williams. Number nine, Greg Ballard. Number 10, Brad Davis. Number 11, Ricky Green. Number 12, Eddie Johnson. Number 13, Tree Rollins. And number 14, James Edwards. Now, there's a couple other players we want to mention who were taken in this uh, 77 draft. We haven't even mentioned the guy who was taken number one. Let's uh, talk for a moment about Kent Benson. Yeah, I mean, not great. Um... In his NBA career, actually averaged 9.1 points a game. I didn't look at him that much, but he could have made our, one of our draft classes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not an embarrassing career. I mean, number one pick, but, uh, I mean, guy, you know, played a significant career in the league. I mean, in this draft class, I mean. Bad choice. Number, bad choice at number one, certainly. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, a, a significant career, uh, 680 regular season games, 233 starts, uh, played almost 23 minutes per game for his career. So, I mean, a guy who, who really contributed um, should be noted after uh, after his career was over uh, with, uh, according to Wikipedia, went to work for uh, Cruise International doing a car auction commentary and uh, working for the College Network as well. Good for him. Yeah, it's good to know uh, he landed on his feet. Also a member of um, the uh, NCAA champion uh, Indiana University team in uh, 1976. Yeah, good for him. Big time. Uh, yeah, a very successful player in uh, Indiana at the high school level. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you can see why he was taken number one. I mean, you know, uh, big men were particularly attractive uh, to teams uh, back in those times. Teams thought they needed a successful center in order to have a chance to succeed at the highest level. So a guy who was coming off a really successful uh, college career. And work at number 54. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, you, you can understand why he would have been taken uh, number one overall, even though it didn't quite work out the way that uh, the uh, Bucks would have hoped uh, drafting him in that position. Yeah. Um, another play we, player we want to mention here, um, T.R. Dunn. Sure. Uh, let's uh, let's talk T.R. Dunn. I should mention Kent Benson, a member of uh, these Indiana, that Indiana team that went undefeated, uh, which Gonzaga is uh, attempting to do uh, tomorrow night. 
as we yeah. record this. All I right. They don't. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about T.R. Dunn, uh, Theodore Roosevelt Dunn. What do you got on T.R. Dunn, bud? Yeah, I mean, three-time all-defensive team. I mean, that's what he's mainly known for and um, was a great defensive player. I mean, really showed it, I guess, in the league. Absolutely. I mean, you know, to make three uh, all-defense teams is, uh, is is pretty darn good. Uh, three times on the, the second team all-defense. Uh, 73rd all-time in steals, 60th all-time in steal percentage. Hey, you know, getting on these uh, on those top 100 leaderboards, pretty impressive, uh, no, no matter where you're coming from. This was a uh, 41st overall pick in the second round of the 77 draft. Certainly outlived, uh, outplayed that draft position. Yeah. Big time. And uh, uh, attended Alabama as well. I think we uh, discussed him briefly on our Alabama episode. Yeah. Feel free to uh, check that out. Auburn, Alabama. That's uh, one of our old episodes. In the catalog. You mentioned Eddie Johnson in that one, too. Yeah, and uh, T.R. Dunn, also a guy who worked as a uh, as an assistant coach in the NBA for uh, quite some time in uh, a bunch of different places, uh, Nuggets, Kings, Rockets, Timberwolves. So a uh, guy who's been around the league for a long time. I know you also wanted to mention Kenny Carr. You know, I know you were uh, joking about uh, him at the beginning of the episode, but uh, let's, let's get back to him now. He was actually solid in the league. I could have been on one of my teams, uh, my draft class. I mean, 11.6 points per game and um, 10.2 rebounds. Um, I mean, sorry, 11.6 points per game, five, um, a four, 7.4 rebounds. Yeah, really, re- totally legit career. I mean, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, not, uh, no, no joking around, uh, taken with the uh, sixth pick overall in, in, in the draft. I mean, certainly, you know, probably should have gone a bit lower than that, but, you know, indicative of how good this draft class was overall in terms of producing NBA quality players. There are a whole yeah. bunch of them who, uh, who entered the league from, uh, from the 77 class. Also, should be mentioned uh, prior to uh, being drafted, a guy who won a gold medal with the uh, U.S. Olympic team in wow. uh, Montreal, nineteen seventy-six. Good for him. Pretty cool. Definitely a feather in uh, Kenny Carr's cap. All right. So, is there anything else that you, uh, any other guys who you want to mention from this uh, seventy-seven draft class? I mean, we've gotten through quite a few of them. Uh, I know some of these guys. I mean, their names stand out because uh, they went on to do other things in the league. Certainly, uh, Ernie Grunfeld, a guy who uh, attended Forest Hills High School in my hometown of Forest Hills, New York. Uh, you know, homeboy attended uh, Tennessee as well and went on to uh, be a, a GM in a bunch of different spots around the league, notably yeah. the Knicks and One the, the Wizards. I wanted to look at um, Glenn Gundrich. Glenn Gundrich, yeah, we talked about him uh, on the uh, UNLV episode. Uh, his brother Grant Gundrich also played in the league. Uh, what do you want to say about him? I don't know. Um, nothing that much. I mean, I just liked his name. Yeah, Gondo, classic uh, Gundrich nickname. Uh, yeah, he, he possessed that one. Also want to mention uh, just briefly John Kuster, who was taken in this draft in the uh, third round with the 53rd overall pick. I hate this guy. He was uh, head coach of the uh, the Pistons uh, during some of the lowest points in uh, in, in the time I've uh, spent as a fan. Yeah. Um, uh, also, just one guy I wanted to mention. Um, one more guy is um, I think I would like to mention Art. I mean, last pick in this draft and um, did not play in the league. Actually, was on Pepperdine in college and um, was 170 overall pick. Yeah, drafts used to be a lot longer back then. I mean, you can appreciate why uh, they've shortened things up considerably. Uh, a lot of these players who got taken with uh, late draft picks back in this time uh, did you know never never saw the league in any uh, way really. Yeah, but it's still probably cool for them to get drafted. Absolutely. I mean, it would, would be kind of cool in some senses if uh, if the draft continued to extend that far. Only so many roster spots around. 
for uh, for players to actually get on squads. All right, so uh, I think that's that's what we got for the for uh, this episode. Uh, we've been through the uh, seventy seven NBA redraft here, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, been an entertaining and uh, informative experience. Yeah, um, hope you enjoyed, and uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back again in a couple more days. If you want to uh, reach out to us, you can uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter at Barnards on NBA, or uh, send us an email at uh, Barnards on the NBA at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye.